Alright, welcome back to um, the Sanctuary Show. I actually have a guest today. Um, their name is Jasper. Jasper, if you'll come on and introduce yourself. Hello. Um, what we're going to be talking about today is um, ADHD and the fact that how it runs in with depression and anxiety. Um... I have a couple questions to ask you, though, as we get started, Jasper. Um, are you ashamed to have ADHD? I wouldn't say ashamed, but I will say that it has caused quite a few issues for me, to say the least. I don't think ashamed would be the word I would, per se, use, but... I don't know exactly what word I would <laughs> describe describe it as. Okay, well, going off something like that, um, if you were never, if you aren't ashamed now, were you ever ashamed to have depression, anxiety, um, your undiagnosed ADHD as a child or young adult? I wouldn't. I can't say it's directly caused, having it itself has not caused me shame, it's more of the side effects of it, especially, um, as a child, I don't think I really ever had, didn't realize the issues I had, really it started um, coming up more during college time, to the point where it was affecting my work social life, my work life, definitely school, and that right there is where I think the shame came into factor with it, because I prided myself as a high schooler and stuff of keeping up good grades, and then suddenly having issues with it as a college student really took a toll on me. Okay, so do you consider it a disability? In a sense, yes. Um, as we were just discussing before we started this, of, just, of little things of, it can be from things of just misplacing items that I literally had moments ago, is like, you can't remember where you placed it, it's the same thing with a lot of other things it is um, it affects your memory big time I could be doing one thing and then moments later completely forget where I was going with it what I was doing um, and I definitely say it does take a toll with anxiety and depression as well um, when you're struggling that much with something it causes issues which you know is completely understandable um so what are some of the negative traits about um ADHD or even the mixture of ADHD and depression like what about self-sabotaging behaviors that comes about it is there anything that like just Explain what some negative traits about 
them mixed together is. Well, in my opinion, um, especially as being female and not being diagnosed as a child, is a lot of the characteristics that I had as a child, I would always get, you know, I was always a quiet, quiet kid, quiet kid. Um, I always seemed to be focused on stuff, so it was never um, an issue, but that plays a part too now as being going into teenagers and as an adult is those factors of, okay, now I'm struggling with these things. I can't focus like I used to, or I can't get into something. So I guess the best way to describe it is there's that negative aspect of the burnout factor. You try so hard to do your best for things, expecting people to like notice it. And no, I, I don't always go around expecting compliments. But when you put so much work into trying to get something done, especially getting that as a child, and now it's like, okay, this isn't happening. What am I doing wrong? You burn yourself out so quickly with it. And of course, that burnout leads to major depressive episodes because you don't feel like you're doing enough or you're just so exhausted from trying to force yourself into it that... It just takes a major toll on yourself. So, would you say that you um have you seek appraisal, and that's when your self-sabotaging behaviors would be like appraisal seeking or trying to do your best to get noticed? Yeah, that it's been a big thing. I didn't think it was a major thing to begin with, but I realized over the years that it does play a huge, huge, huge part, especially for, the best way I think I would describe it is the fact of the appraisal brings on the dopamine, so you you feel happy, so you're going to seek it out more. That's something you hear a lot with a lot of others with ADHD, is you really don't have a whole lot of dopamine and serotonin going on in your head, so you always are trying to find things to bring that, and appraisal was one of the things that it makes you happy that someone takes notice that, you know, you're doing your best, that you're all that, so when you don't get it, depressive episodes or anxiety because you feel like you need to live up to a certain expectation and it just doesn't seem to happen. And from somebody that has anxiety themselves, um, I can honestly say we set our bar too high as far as people with anxiety so that we can get that appraisal. So we just stick it all the way up there for something so unobtainable. And then it just spirals. I mean, is that the same for you, or...? I I feel that way, too, because the best way I can think of comparing that to is back when I was a manager at my previous job, is I had my bar way up there of, okay, I'm going to do all this, I'm going to sacrifice this time for this job, 
And at first, yeah, you kind of reach a point where, okay, this seems to be going well, but you're continually raising that bar up higher and higher, and the anxiety with it just gets worse because you can't make it because you're just setting it way too high. You start off too fast, too high, and then once you reach that point, you can't really go farther with it. Okay, well, like, as we know, this ties into a lot of things. Like, if you could separate your ADHD and your anxiety and depression, and you could put them in two different bubbles, um, how does your ADHD have an effect on your mental health? And how disastrous can it become? I would say also that it can get really disastrous. The fact of a big thing of it is a lot of people assume ADHD is just, oh, you you lose attention really quickly, which is true, but it isn't. In my case, I I tend to forget a lot and I hyper-fixate on things rather than not focus at all, which of course plays a part because if I get into something, I'm not paying attention to anything else around me. Or the fact that the whole object permanence, if it's not in front of me, I'm not going to remember it. But that applies more than to just objects. It also can apply to people, ideas, things like that. Like, it, it'll come across to some people that, oh, I must not care enough about a person or aspects of their life because I'm not constantly asking about it or maybe I'm not messaging this person every, like, day. There's been friendships that have been like that where I became really close with people and then since I wasn't around them, I just didn't message. It's not that I don't care about it, but it's really easy to, I don't want to say forget about them, but if they're not there, you just don't remember. You get so fixated on everything else that's around you that um, adding on another thing can also lead to overstimulating yourself, which is a whole other <laughs> game park there. But it's just, it's so easy for something so small to escalate really quickly without even meaning to. And that leads to issues, especially with depression, because you feel like, okay, I'm I'm not a good enough friend for this person because I'm not asking. Oh, I forgot they were doing this, which was important to them, and it seems like I don't care. But it's just because unless it's right in front of me or I'm reminded of it, I just can't seem to remember it as much as I should. Well, that, that honestly is quite a lot, and, you know, that's kind of eye-opening for some people. Um, a lot of people don't understand that people with, like, mental illnesses or mental diseases or whatever we might want to call them do tend to push people away 
either it be because like you you get hyper fixated and it's kind of like out of sight out of mind it's not the fact that you don't care about them it's the fact that you're focused on everyone else or there's people that choose to push them out of their life before they can get hurt you know so um everyone is a little bit different with how they go about things and of course there's little similarities in how everyone goes but of course um I don't know a lot of people with ADHD I think I just know you and my other friend which is also going to be another guest on the show and like you she explained that it does make her forget a lot but do you think maybe the depression also makes you forget a lot too and that just kind of bundles in with your ADHD and kind kind of makes your like brain a black hole so to speak yeah I feel on both ends I feel like both cause issues with memory and to me it just worsens it even more because you have the forgetfulness because of the ADHD in general which used to be for me was I didn't feel like I I always had issues with it especially when I was younger yeah there were things that I would forget but oh I just forgot this I'll do it now or oh I was doing I was middle of doing something and then start something else and then oh yeah I need to go back and do this but then as I got older and of course the depression that switches to more of the depression my memory has gotten way worse than it used to be and then aspects it's, it's also noticing like with my ADHD it's usually for me it's like placement of things or things reverently close together but then you have the depression forgetfulness which takes out a whole lot more in my opinion of not just more re- like remembering recent things it's also trying to recall past things and sometimes you just can't remember anything so it affects both your like short term memory and long term memory yeah so going along with that like um, with your mental health and ADHD like how do you cope or deal with triggers like what kind of um, activities do you do what kind of hobbies do you have what helps you that one's a little bit harder to answer because there is I I am a person that does quite a few different hobbies which sounds like a good thing but it's also not given the fact of once again another common thing I have seen with others with ADHD is you see a lot of them that will jump from either hyperfixation or certain hobbies to others because you get so invested in a hobby that you are because it brings that rush of dopamine because it's something new it's something that you can do and then you turn around and drop it and move either move on to a different thing but at the same time it does benefit my depression because I'm happier when I'm actually hyper fixating into something so like painting drawing just little different crafts for me at least 
for a short amount of times will will help with the depression factor because it's something new it's something that at least brings me joy for a little while it's usually the in between where you're trying to find something new that where it worsens okay so um what are your triggers and what are your ticks as in when I say ticks I mean how could somebody realize you're fixing to have an episode I'm trying to think because if it's a more anxiety induced or depressed still I do have a tendency, uh, I will withdraw more than I usually do. I don't have the amount of energy. Um, if I'm not doing as many crafts as I normally would is a good indication. Um, anxiety-wise, too, I know I have a very bad habit of chewing my lips, picking the skin till the point I bleed is usually a really bad habit I've noticed I do or just picking at skin in general um and I feel like my biggest the thing that triggers episodes for me of course is usually as I said with the in between stages of finding something for me to do like if I don't have anything to do there's no new crafts for me to do because I've grown tired or I overdid it on the ones I was hyperfixating before. The moment I start getting bored is usually when the depression kicks in because I don't have something stimulating my mind and taking my focus off things. Okay, so this goes along with the, the, the trigger thing. It can be either, you can either say something for anxiety and oppression, but a lot of people have certain itty bitty triggers, like super small that seem so minuscule to be anxious or depressed about. Do you have anything that seems so silly to get an episode triggered from that you would like to share with our, like, our listeners, like... So they don't feel so like, hey, I do that too, but it seems like so silly because it's something so small. Um, of course, of course it's a hard thing right off the bat, but I do know that there, there are things that will trigger episodes quicker, especially minor things. Um, and for me, my biggest thing is it's not a just little thing, the buildup of little things. Because it usually seems once you notice one of them, then you notice more, and then it just grows and grows. And for me, it can be as something as simple as the fact that, okay, I had a slightly stressful day, and then I come home when you're thrown with all this over overstimulation of noises, inconveniences, like, oh... I just got home, but, you know, as soon as I walk in, oh, you're getting asked by someone else, like, oh, hey, can you do 
you know, do this. And to them, it seems like, oh, it shouldn't be a big deal because it's what your chores you're supposed to be doing. But to you, or in my case of me, it's like, but it's like the fact that you don't have any downtime before they ask it, and it just amplifies it. Um, it could be as simple as something being, like, saying something and either, you know, there's no response to what you said or, like, what the response you get back isn't quite what you expect it to be, which in itself normally wouldn't be a big issue, but when you add it onto everything else that's going around you, it just seems so major at the time to you um or it's like even things around like the house like oh you know um certain clothing not fitting like it should or suddenly you can't wear a shirt because you feel like you're choking inside it just little things like that like any of that can cause a trigger and not even realizing it Okay, so you, do you think with the ADHD, you tend to overstimulate more than if you just had anxiety and depression? Now, remember, this is your feelings, not, you're not talking for anybody else. This is your opinion about how your body works. Yeah, I, especially with the fact of, I tend to hyperfixate on certain details or certain things. So it, it's easy to look at something one at a time because, okay, I can hyperfixate on this exact subject and about this certain thing. Like planning, like planning a trip seems like it'd be so easy to do, but the moment that um, I try to look at multiple things or compare things, it will set me off into a major, like, majorly overstimulated to the point where I, I shut down because I just cannot handle doing it. It's the same with a lot of other things. It's like, if I can focus on the task at hand, it is fine. Even if it's multiple things going on at once, and that tends to happen with me is, um, and I think that also leads to overstimulation is because I multitask quite a bit with a few things, but it's like, but in my mind, it's like there is a certain pattern to my multitasking that it works with me, but you throw in something that I wasn't plan- planning for or add a deal and it will suddenly flip and I can't, I just can't function with it. Okay, well, I mean, that's all the necessary questions that I have right now. Is there anything that you want to add on? Um, well, the only thing that, and this is something that I know, of course, now that I'm older, is I especially feel like with ADHD, is a lot of people look at it, especially with younger males, as um disruptive behavior but there is a lot of cases of where females especially 
do not get diagnosed like they're supposed to because, as I said earlier, it kind of gets passed off as personality traits. Like, because you don't, per se, think, oh, you know, this young girl over here who spends her time being quiet, withdrawn, and oh, she's just, you know, working on homework, or oh, she's just, you know, likes to read a lot. And I don't mean just slightly read a lot, I mean a lot. Like, they don't real, a lot of people don't seem to realize that some of those are signs too of ADHD, but it gets passed over because it's not what people associate with it. And coming from, that's how I was as a child was, I never seemed to have issues and it was always the same thing to me. People like, oh, she's a pleasure in class because she's quiet. She does this, she does that, she doesn't disrupt. But then as, you know, high school comes around too, then it turns around, well, okay, she's quiet, but she doesn't um, interact with others as much as she should be. You don't see them, like, doing group work. It's because they're so hyper fixated on being by yourself or on the subject. And then, of course, having you go through all that time of not being diagnosed to suddenly now you're an adult and you're wondering why you seem to be struggling so much. Like, oh, I could do this when I was younger and had no issue, but suddenly, why is why are things getting so much harder now that you're older? So, in your opinion, does does um, ADHD get worse as you get older, as it develops more and ties into more with depression and anxiety? In my case, I would say yes, but in my opinion, that is also because I went undiagnosed as a child. I think if it was noticed and... I had the resources given to me when I was younger, it wouldn't have caused as many issues as it does now. Do I think I would still probably have my depression? Yes, but I don't think it would be nearly as bad had I been, had it been recognized when I was younger. Okay, well, if that's all you really have to say, um, we're going to wrap up this um, podcast is there anything else you would like like is there any uppers or anything that you'd give to the the audience like is there any like go get them kind of like quotes or something to you know just have a good night and stuff like that is there anything that you'd like to say to them put me on the spot right there <laughs> of course that's my best tactic <laughs> But if you don't have anything else to say, um, pretty much that's the end of this. We're wrapping this up here. Um, definitely we will have more, um, next Monday. So all the time, like I say, drink your water, eat your food, get your rest. Um, just have a good night or day whenever you're listening to this and tune in next Monday, the 31st will have something on postpartum depression. 
So for all you young or older moms out there, definitely tune in. Alright guys, have a good night.